This is our third session on 2 Timothy 2, 8 to 10, and our focus will be on election and the human means I endure everything in order to bring about the salvation of the elect. So, Father, as we tackle this huge issue of how your eternal choice of a people for yourself before the foundation of the world relates to the human means by which those people come to Jesus Christ and the experience of salvation. I pray this in Jesus' name. Help us. Amen. Remember Jesus Christ, Timothy, risen from the dead, the offspring of David, that is, as risen from the dead, he is now the king of Israel, the son of David, king of Israel, the messianic king, and he is king of kings because since he's risen from the dead, he's no ordinary person in a lineage of kings. He's the last king, the final king that no king can defeat, and therefore he is triumphant and universal. This gospel that preaches that kind of Christ gets people in trouble, for which I am suffering, bound with chains as a criminal, just like Jesus Nevertheless, but the Word of God, this gospel here, and all of its surrounding whole counsel of God word, this Word of God is not bound. I'm bound, but the Word of God is not bound. Therefore, I endure everything. So these chains, this being bound, being treated as a criminal, I endure all this for the sake of the elect, people who've been chosen by God before the foundation of the world. We'll see that in a minute. I endure all this for the sake of the elect. What do you mean for the sake of the elect? I mean in order that by means of my endurance, my, my gospel and my imprisonment, in order that they may obtain salvation. So God, uh, I mean, Paul considers himself to be the means of the elect obtaining salvation, which is in Jesus Christ, who is in this gospel, and thus bringing the elect to eternal glory for which they were, in fact, chosen and predestined. So here's the issue. God elects people. That election secures their salvation. He chose them for salvation. That's what he chose them for. Election means choosing. He chose them for salvation and eternal glory. And Paul says he is giving his life to see to it that the elect reach eternal glory which means he did not conclude from election that he could take a vacation and God would get it done without human means. He believes exactly the opposite. He believes that he should, can, has the privilege of enduring in chains and prison and being bound and being treated like a criminal in order that this election might in fact come to pass in the salvation of 
the elect with eternal glory. Now, just a, a few other passages to confirm this so that you can see it in other places. Here's a classic text on election in Ephesians 1. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us. This is election. He chose us in him before the foundation of the world. Now, how does that affect the way Paul thinks about evangelism when he's going from city to city as the first missionary? Here's an example. Acts 18, 9 and 10. He's frightened. He's alone. Timothy is just coming. The Lord said to him one night in a vision, to encourage him, don't be afraid. Go on speaking. Don't be silent. I am with you, and no one will attack you. And here's the key. For I have many in this city who are my people. These are the elect. I chose them before the foundation of the world. I know who they are. They are my people. They're in this city. I want you to be trusting me that I'll be with you. I don't want you to be silent because these people get saved through the gospel that you're speaking, so go on speaking. Now, here's the way Jesus spoke about it. When he's praying in John 17, he says, I have manifested your name, speaking to God, your name, God, to the people whom you gave me out of the world. They were yours. Yours they were. That's the elect. They were yours, and you gave them to me. So God brought them to Jesus. And because he opened their eyes and brought them to Jesus, they are keeping God's word. Here's the way he puts it in John 6, 37. All that the Father gives me, that's the elect being given to Jesus, will come to me. That's the effect of election. And whoever comes to me, I will never cast out. So does Jesus say then, well, God's going to give them to me. They're going to come to me. No human agent is needed. No, he doesn't. He says in John 10, 16, I have other sheep that are not of this fold. In other words, the people that have already come to me in this Jewish fold, I have other sheep. Just like Acts 18, 10. There are, I have other people in this city. I have other sheep. I must bring them. They will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock and one shepherd. And that voice happens through the gospel that human beings preach. So back to the text. The word of God is not bound, therefore I endure everything for the sake of the elect, so that they may obtain salvation and eternal glory. Paul sees himself and his ministry and his suffering as an essential means of bringing the elect to salvation. So let's summarize it in a few statements. One, salvation... The salvation of the 
elect. Happens by human means, through human means. Second, the salvation of the elect is sure. That's what it means to be chosen by God for salvation before the foundation of the world. He chooses us because he predestines that we will, in fact, achieve salvation. We will, by his grace, be brought to Jesus and to salvation. Third, therefore, therefore, God makes the means sure. If salvation comes or happens by human means, and if that salvation is sure, the means must be sure. God is just as much in charge of sending missionaries and putting words in their mouths as he is electing his people. And finally, therefore, as a means, you have omnipotent and unfailing, absolutely sure, help, help in your evangelism. So don't let anybody tell you that believing in election and the sure salvation of God's people dampens human agency in evangelism and world missions. Those who have believed most strongly in election have been those, like Paul, who have suffered most and worked most hard in order to reach them. Paul said, Apollos, I planted Apollos watered. This is 1 Corinthians 3, 6. I planted Apollos watered. God gave the growth. And that doesn't mean you can neglect planting and watering.